0: Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. On those this podcast, Land Frank, we're now episode 80. So we're 80 episodes through, and I got an action packed episode playing for you. MLB is rolling right now through two months through the season. NBA playoffs, conference finals are on their way. Track determined in NBA finals, NBA draft lottery. We found out that Orlando Magic had their number one pick, and the rest of the top 14 being released. And so much more. Stay tuned for this action packed episode 80. Let's hop into it. Stuff we'll start with number 80, how we always do it with the headlines in the NBA. The Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat series is neck and neck, everybody. Now, not one game has been close, in my opinion, everybody. Game one, Heat blow out the Celtics. Game two, Celtics blow out the Heat. Game three, Heat blow out the Celtics at the first half. Celtics make late-game comeback. But they never led in that game. So, and then game four, game five, Celtics blow them out again. So, this is just, this is just a recurring thing right here. Blowouts. And these games. Really not a close game. We're going to see here in Game 5 who wins. Miami Heat in Miami or the Boston Celtics. I think the series probably goes 7 games now. I think Miami wins Game 5, but then the Boston Celtics win Game 6, going to a Game 7 in Miami, where I think the Boston Celtics head to the NBA Finals. But another series we have going on in the NBA right now is the Golden State Warriors versus Dallas Mavericks. But the Golden State Warriors have gone up 3-0, everybody. Luka Doncic may have been sick in the first few games, but that's no excuse. No excuse losing out. Now, there's nothing going on Luka Doncic there. Luka Doncic brought Dallas Mavericks, the conference finals, single-handedly, beat Devin Booker. That's a feat in itself. So I don't care if they lose the series. That's a great accomplishment right there. Luka Doncic, 4 season the NBA. It's just amazing right here. Luka Doncic will have a chance to contend for an NBA championship next season. They've accomplished a bunch, being Chris Ball, DeAndre, Devin Booker, Monty Williams, and the best team, regular season team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns. So, Definitely a great accomplishment for the Golden State Warriors. Now turn over to a team not in the playoffs ran out right the Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody, they're looking for a head coach. They've already found their finals. Darvin Ham, assistant coach. Milwaukee Bucks, Terry Stotts, former head coach of the Portland Trail Blazers. And current Golden State Warriors assistant. Good thing to point out right there. Kenny Atkinson, former Brooklyn Nets head coach who hated... Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant also hate. So I don't think that'd be good right there for Braun James and Davis. That would not work right there. I don't think Kenny Atkinson is the right choice for that job. I'm going to discuss how I think the right choice is for that job later on in the episode. My Michigan guy, Juan Howard, said nope. Staying at Michigan, I'm coaching my sons. I'm coaching the rest of this amazing Michigan basketball team. I'm not going over to the Los Angeles Lakers to coach LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I'm not going back to the NBA. Good move, Juwan. Out. Let's move to the MLB. We have a bunch of news. Max Scherzer, everybody, is going to be out a while. Now that's tough to hear, right there, from Mets fans. But you know, it's a good thing to hear from Mets fans, everybody. Jacob Degrom is back throwing there. But we saw videos of him throwing. Uh, City field, it's just amazing stuff right here. Jacob DeGrom, not full on pitch, a live ABs, everything like that. But Jacob DeGrom, easing his way back in. Tyler McGill, easing his way back in from the injured list. The Mets are dominating right now. Blew out the Johnson tonight. P. Alonso's gonna win. He could win MVP, everybody. I got someone coming up later. Top five players in MLB this season. P. Alonso's one of them, everybody. P. Alonso is tearing things up most RBIs in MLB, second most home runs in MLB. Pete Alonso just tearing stuff up right now. Great batting average. Maybe the best season in Pete Alonzo's career. His rookie season, 50 home runs. Aaron Judge's rookie season. Also at 50 home runs. A lot of similarities between the two high batting average this season. Two of the best players in MLB this season. Aaron Judge and Pete Alonso. New York Mets doing great so far. The best team in MLB my bet so far this season. Now, I want to talk about a team who isn't doing so this season. But has a player. We've done pretty well as of late. The Baltimore Orioles are a play. The Baltimore Orioles called up their number one prospect, the 2019 number one pick. Switch hitting catcher out of Oregon State, Adley Rushman are play. Adley Rushman, who had an amazing MLB debut. Okay, it was awesome to see the video, him walking onto the field before the game, taking it all in at Camden Yards, an amazing ballpark. But one of his first career ABs, gets a triple by Brett Phillips, but still a great play. Adley Rushman, a catcher again a triples, first career. Adley Rushman doing great so far. Baltimore Orioles team, not as bad as they used to be in the past, going to have the number one pick in this year's MLB draft class. Do they take a pitcher? Do they take Andrew Jones' son, Andrew Jones? You're have to wait and see. This is a team on the come-up. Adley Rushman could be the next Buster Posey, you know, he's not. He could be the next Salvador Perez. I mean, he's going to be a great catcher next Ivan Rodriguez. Adley Rushman could be a Hall of Famer. Adley Rushman, great catcher so far. Now, another number one pick, tearing things up right now and then will be Royce Lewis by Royce Lewis got called up. He was, the number, he was the 2017 number one overall pick and took him a while to get up to the majors. He tore his ACL in the minors, which is always bad. There, so now he's the that probably the latest call-up for a year. But then, Carlos Correa goes in the aisles so they say, hey, let's take a chance. Let's call up Royce Lewis, our former number one pick. He's been doing great so far through his first month the MLB. Royce Lewis doing great. Eddie Rushman doing great. That's power for the headlines this week. Now, for my favorite take of the week, the thing I want to talk about this week is the beef in college football. Nick Saban versus Deion Sanders. Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. Nick Saban versus Travis Hunter. Nick Saban versus the whole world in college football. Now, if you're not familiar with the situation right now, Nick Saban went on College Football Podcast this week and said, hey, Texas A&M paid for every single one of their players in their recruiting class with NIL money, which probably shouldn't have been used, and that's the best recruit class of all time, and they paid for the whole entire class. Deion Sanders, Jackson State, pay for the number one recruit in the nation. Travis Hunter to go to Jackson State with a major NIL deal of a million dollars. And that's not fair. Let me break it down to you right here. This is my thoughts on Nick Saban cultural football beef right now. Now, that's probably true what he's saying right there about Jimbo Fisher and Texas a Saying, hey, they paid for every single one of their players. It's true. Walter Nolan got a major NIL deal, number one recruiting nation, to go to Texas a Every single recruit, Connor Wiggum and their quarterback crew, got a major NIL deal to go to Texas a This is the best recruiting class of all time in the NIL era. You think all those guys would just go to Texas a over Alabama, over all these schools instead of going to Alabama, going to a Clemson? No, I don't think so. But the NIL... Landscape is taking over cultural football. But before I talk about that right there, I want to talk about the Deion Sanders situation. Now, Nick Saban and Deion Sanders might, might, might be friends. They do the Aflac commercials together. Probably not going to happen anymore, this whole debate. But I don't think that's true. Deion Sanders said, I don't even make a million dollars. Why would I let a player who's playing football right now make more than me? Yeah, I don't think that's true right there. I don't think Deion Sanders and Jackson I don't even think Jackson State would have an NIL booster to give Travis under that $1 million contract right there. But now let's move things back to Nick Saban right here. Nick Saban isn't so innocent himself. Nick Saban says, hey, we never pay for players. Every single one of my players in my team, I pay for them. I got them here legally, everything like that. i built up this program. They want to come to Alabama, which might be true. But don't act like you didn't use NIL money. Domani Jackson, right? Jackson was the number three recruit in the nation at USC. Cornerback. Now, he went to over to USC, over Michigan, over Alabama, but he went down to USC and Alabama because of what? Because of NIL. And Alabama came in at the end and said, hey, we'll give you this amount of money might have been $5 million to go over to Alabama. Then, Jordan Addison, they gave him a major NIL deal to go to Alabama. He didn't take it. So Nick Saban's recruiting these guys with NIL money. Dabo Swinney really is, and that's why clubs' recruiting classes have fallen off the past couple of years. That's why he's taking over transfers now, like Hunter Johnson, a couple other guys, to get some monetization over there, over recruits who can't pay with NIL money anymore. So just a little bit of interesting thing right here. I don't think Nick Saban's fully answered right there. Those are my thoughts on that Nick Saban. Travis Hunter, Jimbo Fisher debate. Jimbo Fisher's is mad right now. He is so mad, ticked off at the Nick Saber right now. Used to be his former assistant at LSU, the only first assistant ever to beat. Nick Saban in the football game, right? But first, Nick Saban assistant to be in the football game. Now there's two, Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher. Just a lot of stuff right there, But That's my thoughts on the college football debate. Now, you can say all you want. You can say Nick Saban made Jimbo Fisher. But Jimbo Fisher is top-ten college football coach right now. He's been an amazing college football coach the past couple years at Florida State, won national championship there. And probably is on his way to win national championship soon at Texas A&M, whether that's using that NIO money, whether that's paying for his recruiting class, whatever it might be. Those are my thoughts right there. Top five. This week's top five is top five players and then will be through one month, MLB season, everybody. Now I know we did a couple episodes ago. Top five players in MLB, where I had Byron Buxon on there and Mike Trout, number one, and they got Juan Soto on there. But we're switching up right now. We're going to do the top five players in MLB so far through the MBCs. season. We're starting to get a look at who are going to be the contenders be MVP and who are not. Juan Soto so far has been terrible batting 245. He's not on this list sassy right there. I guess take coming up later about Juan Soto, I mean, maybe you should get trade one, so that's been a big debate this week. We're going to hop into that later. But let's hop into the top five players in MLB so far the season. Number five. Vintage Justin Verlander—he's looking like vintage Justin Verlander right now. He's pitching great. He's looking like Nolan Ryan out there pitching. I think one-two-two ERAs pitching great. But no, I didn't think he'd be this good after having Tommy John. He's just an amazing Justin Verlander. Took off the 2020 season, took off the 2021 season. Now Justin Verlander's tearing things up again for the Houston Astros. There, but this is like vintage Justin Verlander. This is like 2017 playoffs, Halloween night against the LA Dodgers. Where he pitched eight innings in a World Series game type Justin Verlander. He's pitching great right now. Justin Verlander, fifth best player, and then we'll be. Number four, Manny Machado, everybody. Manny Machado still has the highest batting average in the MLB. Still tearing things up. Has so many home runs, so many hits. I think he has the most hits in the MLB right now. Manny Machado tearing stuff up right now. Number four, Manny Machado. Number three, Mike Trout, by Mike Trout, 12 home runs. Second most home runs in the MLB behind Aaron Judge everybody. But Mike Trout tearing things up right now with Shohei Otani, with Taylor Ward. This is an exciting team, everybody. Los Angeles Angels, exciting team. Mike Trout, getting ahead all the accolades in his crib. This is helping him right now. Could be the most home runs he ever has in the season. Mike Trout, number three. Number two, my guy, Pete Alonzo, everybody. Pete Alonso, 11 home runs. The most RBIs in MLB. Some of the most hits in MLB. Pete Alonso is so consistent right now. I think he's going to have the highest batting average of his career. Tearing things up right now. He could win MVP in the end of this year. He might just. Pete Alonso doing some great stuff right now. Second best player in MLB this season, Pete Alonso. Now, number one, pains me to say it, it's Aaron Judge, everybody. I'm owning up to it. I said before the season, Aaron Judge was done. He wouldn't have a good season. And that the Mets shouldn't go after him. Because I was a rumor that he wants to be the highest-paid player. That the Mets shouldn't go after him, which I still do think that the Mets should not go after him, but Aaron Judge probably does deserve $30 million a year. Probably, I mean, he is the best player in the MLB so far this season. Can he keep it up? Now that I don't know yet. Be a 17 home runs. He's dying great. Just an amazing player, Aaron Judge. Remember, his rookie season, he bat 284, which is, whoa, 284. That's amazing. With 55 home runs. He had a 36 game streak of striking out. I don't think he's going to do that this season. Aaron Judge just tearing stuff up right now. Best player in them will be Aaron Judge. Now, in that segment where I said, I don't want the mess to go after Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge shouldn't be a $30 million plus player. I said, I'd rather have Brandon Nimmo over Aaron Judge. I would. I still would rather have Brandon Nimmo over Aaron Judge. You can call me crazy and say, oh, who would rather have Brandon Nimmo over Aaron Judge? Brandon Nimmo gets on base more. He's still an amazing player. For $20 million lost. But you can get Brandon Nimble for $10 million a year, maybe even less. And that's an amazing player right there for you. Brandon Nimble is such a good player for the New York Mets. Amazing player. I'd rather go after him than Aaron Judge. You can have Aaron Judge to the Yankees, you can have him. But I'd rather go after Brandon Nimble than have some money to spend on pitching arm another bat in the lineup. This is my top five players in the MLB so far through MLB season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, didn't know it. Today is a great didn't know it. But did you know, star pitcher for the New York Yankees, Garrett Cole, who was picked in I think the 2011 draft by the Pittsburgh Pirates, number one, was originally picked three years earlier in the first round by guess who? His current team, the New York Yankees, everybody. So he could have been a New York Yankee eleven years before he signed with them in 2019. He could have signed with them in 2008, but said no. I'm gonna go to UCLA. Gonna go play with Trevor Bowerman, go play a couple years there. I might give you the number one pick by Pittsburgh Priors. I'm gonna take a couple years, then I'm gonna go over to the New York Yankees. I know that obviously wasn't his plan. But wild stuff right there. Did you know Garrett Cole was picked originally by the New York Yankees the first round in two thousand eight? Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. Now, tough from what lane would I take the Los Angeles Lakers edition? Would I hire Darvin Ham? Would I hire Kenny Acton? Or would I hire Terry Stotts, former head coach at went Atlanta Hawks, and Pro and Trailer Blazers? But I think hiring Darvin Ham would be recharged by now. I know a lot of Lakers fans want Darvin Ham. I know a lot of NBA fans want Darvin Ham to be coach Los Angeles. But frankly, this is the worst job out there. And right now you could say, how are you saying that? They have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. You have to be overseen by Jeannie Buss, by Jerry West, by... By all of these guys, you're not the head coach. You're not the leading man in that front office. You're going to be overseen about LeBron. You have no control over that team if you're the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. I think Terry's thoughts would be opening to that situation. I think hiring Darvin Ham here would be a bit of a reach. Hiring just the best assistant available right now. I think next year there might be some better assistance. Signing Terry Stotts to a one or two-year deal, that's the best you can do right there. That's my opinion right there. Los Angeles Lakers, you just signing Terry thoughts to a one or two-year deal. They're really stuck right now. They really kind of messed up hiring Frank Vogel back in 2019. They probably really shouldn't have hired Frank Vogel. It really should have been Jason Kidd who's tearing things up right now for the Dallas Mavericks. Just They probably maybe should have fired Frank Vogel of the last season. Then you could have got Jason Kidd. Just a lot of stuff right there for Los Angeles Lakers. Sad to see. But let's talk a little bit more about free agency options for the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you really want Zach Levine, everybody? Zach Levine is probably going to be the premier free agent this offseason. A lot of Lakers fans are saying, hey, I want Zach Levine. I want Zach Levine. That work with Anton Davis? Would that work with LeBron James? I don't think so. That's my take right there. Los Angeles Lakers in a world of trouble right now. This is the most frustrating team in sports of all time, you'd say. This is wild stuff right here. That's my take in the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, it's that time that episode everybody around the base everybody. Now, for around the base this week, we're going to make a couple of hot takes. We're going to discuss a big debate right here. And right now, is New York a Mets town or a Yankees town? Leave your answer in the comment section. My opinion, it's a Mets town. I'm a Mets fan. I'm wearing a Mets jersey right now. It's a Mets town. But if you're a Yankees fan, you can say, get out of here. It's a Yankees town. But you're playing the Bronx. Now, it's also part of New York. But I think that New York is fully a Mets town. Yeah, people will be happy if the Yankees won a World Series. They'll be like, yay. Yankees won the World Series. The Mets won the World Series. People are like, let's go. Mets won the World Series. People in New York would be going wild to the New York Mets. All of New York. The whole state would be going wild. New York Mets win the World Series, but that's I think will happen this year. New York Mets will win the World Series this year. So, do you think New York is a Mets town or East town? Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, another thing I want to talk about here is Adley Rushman, But Adley Rushman was my preseason rookie of the year pick, and I know we talked a little bit about him in the headlines, but Adley Rushman's been doing great so far. I hope he wins rookie of the year. He's my preseason AL rookie of the year pick, and I think he's on track to do that right now. If he can beat out Julio Rodriguez, if he can beat out Bobby Wood Jr., if he can beat out some of these guys, he can win rookie of the year, in my opinion, Adley Rushman. Now, let me talk about a couple hot takes right here. Justin Verlander is still amazing area, but I know I talked about him in top five, but Justin Verlander, wow. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. I think he wins AL Cy Young this year. No, I think wins NL Cy Young this year is Zach Gallen. everybody. Zach Gallen is at 1.14 ERA right now, has only given up one home run all season, five earned runs, doing great for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hasn't made too many starts because he's been hurt a little bit, but Zach Gallen tearing things up right now for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, last thing I want to talk about here in a round basis is it's time to give the talk about one Soto. Rookie season was amazing. Second season, amazing. Third season, probably should have won MVP. 2020 season had sled the league in so many stats. Last season, maybe should have won the MVP also over Bryce Harper. Did great towards the end of the season. But this season, Juan Soto's been doing a little terrible. He's batting 245, not doing great on one of the worst teams in MLB and the Washington Nationals. Now, Juan Soto probably should get traded this offseason because they're probably losing free agency in a couple years. And I hope it's my New York Mets, but it probably won't be. But if they do decide to trade him, I think the top series for him would be the Minnesota Twins, maybe the New York Yankees. The San Diego Padres would be amazing for him, or the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays could give up Gabriel Moreno, with the best catcher prospects right now. They could give up Jordan Groshans, the best infielder prospects right now. For the Padres side of things, they could give up Mackenzie Gore, who they don't really need right now. They give up forward top-five pick, C.J. Abrams. They could give up James Wood, their first-round pick from last year, because they don't need C.J. Abrams. He's a shortstop. They got Tatis. So my thoughts right there on the one so situation, I think he needs to get out of D.C. I think he needs to get out of the Nationals organization. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for around the bases this week. Now, at the buzzer airplay, this week's at the buzzer, it's a great airplay. I got a big sports debate for you right here. I got a big one. Which sport is the number one pick most valuable in? NBA, NFL, or MLB? Break it down to you right here. We're going to discuss the 10 number one picks in these sports respectively. Let's hop into it. With the NBA, last 10 number one picks, I think five out of the 10 have not been superstars, have not lived up to that overall pick potential, stars, anything like that. Now, for the NFL, I think six of them have not lived up to that number one pick potential. And for the MLB, Seven out of the last ten number one picks have either made their MLB debut this year or have not been MLB at all in their whole entire career. That's a little bit wild right there. But let's start with NBA right here. I think NBA definitely has the most valuable number one pick, in my opinion. You're going to get a superstar number one because there's always going to be a superstar in the NBA draft class. I mean, the only occasions where the number one pick really hasn't made a full-on superstar is Markel Fultz, Anthony Bennett, DeAndre because he's got a huge video game addiction. But every NBA draft class has a superstar, so they can take a pick right there. But NFL, pretty much same thing. Six, I would say, haven't lived up to normal pick potential. Eric Fisher, Jadion Clowney, Baker Mayfield, you could say Jim Winston. Those guys have not lived up to normal pick potential. Really not. I mean, you could have got Josh Allen. I mean, that 2015 quarterback draft cost wasn't amazing. It was Connor Cook. James Winston and Marcus Mariota, but they could have got some other good guys with that number one pick. Jadavion Klein looking like a bust so far through his NFL career. Hasn't been terrible, but obviously not living up to that number one pick. Superstar potential. People thought he could be the greatest edge rusher of all time. Some people thought he could be coming out of college in South Carolina being picked number one by the Houston Texans with the Houston Texans taking a quarterback. Same with the Kansas City Chiefs getting a letting go of Eric Fisher. Last season with that number one pick. The MLB has a big problem with the number one pick. So MLB... Is a bit of a weirder type of draft in the NHL, where if you take a player in the NHL and they want to go back to their college, okay, you own the rights to that player. But when they finish their college career, they go over to that team. MLB is a little bit different. MLB, you take a player out of high school and they don't sign, you don't have any rights to that player. No rights if they want to go back to college or go to college here. You have zero rights to that player. So happened a couple times. Houston Astros had number one pick in 2013, took Brady Aikin number one overall pick. He never played a single pitch never threw a single pitch in MLB, and never even threw a single pitch in that Houston Astros organization because he didn't sign. He went back for the next year, was picked number 17 by the Cleveland Indians. It was pretty terrible. Had elbow injuries, never played in MLB, never really made it past double A. Mark Appel was number eight pick in the 2012 MLB draft and decided to go back to college for a year. He was number one pick in the 2013 MLB draft. Is widely considered, in my opinion, the greatest MLB bust of all time. He's picked number one, Never made it past Triple A and got traded over to the Philadelphia Phillies. Retired for a couple years, actually backed the Philadelphia Phillies right now. Probably could make his MLB debut this season, but he was picked number one in 2013. MLB draft is weird, everybody. I mean, it's just weird. Seven out of the last 10 MLB number one draft picks either made their debut this year. Never made it to MLB. Mickey Moniak was the number one pick in the 2016 MLB draft. Has been terrible. He's a big boss. But he's made it to MLB. But it's just injuries, everything like that. Just tough stuff right there. MLB draft really has no value, in my opinion. Because international pool, that's better. You can get a guy like Shohei Otani through the international pool. Yasiel Puig, when he was good, came to national pool. So, NBA draft, in my opinion, proves the most value. That's wrap. we the out the buzz this week. Leave thoughts in the comment section. Now, that's the best last question. This week's question is, if Jason Tatum and Boston Celtics do not advance to the NBA finals and they lose to Miami Heat in this series, I don't think Jason Tatum's in conversation for a top-five player anymore. Do you think Jason Tatum's in conversation for a top-five player anymore? I really don't think so. He's had too many bad games in this series. He's had a game where he only dropped 10 points. He's been inconsistent in some games, and that could be blamed on him. That's why I don't think if they lose this series, he can be considered a top-five player in the NBA anymore. Now, if he drops 40 points in Game 7, or oh, you can give it to him, you can give it to him. But they have to win that Game 7. I think they've won this year. Jason Tape's still in that conversation. If they win the NBA Fouls, I think he obviously is in that top five. Believe your answer in the comments section. That's about for question this week. That's about for Squared Sports. Elaine Frank, F. number 80. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports at Instagram at Squared sports, sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared sports, sports. Subscribe for the best sports content in the game. We'll be back here next week. F. number 81. Stay tuned.